Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 10 of Genesis chapter 1. We're going to be reading verses 6 through 8. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. We saw earlier in our study that God created the waters on the first day. Verse 2 tells us that when it says, Darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And on that first day, God divided the light from the darkness. So there was darkness, God said, let there be light, and then he divided the light from the darkness. Now again, God is going to divide. It's the same Hebrew word, Strong's number 914, that was used back in verse 4, when God divided the light from the darkness. But in this instance, God is going to divide the waters from the waters. That is, he created and there was water. Water in the creation. Water all over the earth. And and now God is going to bring about a separation, a division of the waters. And we don't normally think of this um, uh, when when we think of the creation, but God plainly says it here, that there was water and he divided the waters. And he brought about the division of the waters by creating a firmament in the midst of the waters. So the firmament is what divides the waters. The Hebrew word translated as firmament is Strong's number 7549. And it's it's, that particular word is found, oh, about 17 times in the Old Testament, nine times in Genesis chapter 1, and it's found in some other places that we'll look at in a little bit. But it's only translated as firmament. Um, we're not helped in that sense. Sometimes when a word is translated as a, a couple or a few different English words, it helps us to uh, get a better feel for the word, a better uh, definition of it. Well, 7549 is only translated as firmament, but it comes from a word, another Hebrew word, 7554 in Strong's Concordance that is translated um, a couple of different ways. It's translated as stretched out or spread out or spread forth. Um, this word is found 
uh, in Psalm 136. We'll look at a, a few places. This word 7554, the word that that uh, our word firmament 7549 is is derived from in Psalm 136 and verse 6. It says to him that stretched out the earth above the waters for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters. Um, and, and then in this psalm, it's a wonderful psalm where the refrain is his mercy endureth forever. Well, also in Isaiah 42 and in verse 5, it says, Thus saith God Jehovah, he that created the heavens and stretched them out, he that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, he that giveth breath unto the people upon it and spirit to them that walk therein. And one more place in Job 37. Job 37 verse 18 says, Hast thou with him spread out the sky, which is strong and as a molten looking glass? So God spread out the sky. It, it's the expanse. And we, we saw, um, in an earlier study where, uh, God speaks of stretching out the heavens like a tent for the sun uh, to dwell in as, a, for a tabernacle for the sun. And that's the idea. It's as though God just started um, spreading the sky, spreading the heavens, and and pushing them further and further apart, and and further and further back, and they were formed. Well, the formation of these heavens are the firmament, and we know that for sure, uh, definitely, because Genesis one verse eight tells us. And God called the firmament heaven. And again, that heaven is a plural word in the Hebrew. It should be God called the firmament heavens. And when we look up the word firmament, this would be 7549 in Strong's Concordance. It's used in Psalm 19, verse 1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. And this is an example of Hebrew parallelism. The the statement is made in the first part of the verse, the heavens declare the glory of God. The second part of the verse uh, takes the same statement, rewords it, and says it another way. And the firmament, well, we saw the heavens are are the firmament. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. The heavens declare his glory, the firmament his handiwork. It, it's um, saying the same thing in two different ways. And that's how many verses are in the Old Testament, especially in the Psalms. And and so we know 
that the firmament is the heavens. The heavens would be the sky above, where birds fly, and deep space, where the stars are, because the word firmament uh, is found in Daniel 12, and I'll read verses 2 and 3, And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. The brightness of the firmament is, of course, the stars. They're the stars that shine in the heavens. And, and so firmament can uh, refer to, bur- to both the sky, the blue sky, and deep space where the stars reside. And, and so when God says, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. What he is saying is that he created the heavens. He created the heavens and when he did create the heavens, he brought about a division of these waters. Some water remain um, on the earth or, or even below the earth. Um, uh, let's read verse 7 of Genesis 1. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament. And that is all the waters we have on the earth. Whether we, we see them in the oceans or the seas or whether they're running underground and, and there are underground, uh, seas. There, there's plenty of water under the earth. And here God is, is mentioning that, that when he made the firmament, he divided the waters which were under the firmament, under the heavens, from the waters which were above the firmament, above the heavens, and it was so. Now, there's, there's no mistaking what's being said. This language indicates that at the point of creation, or the second day of creation, God brought about this separation of waters, and he placed a large amount of water above the heavens. Now, just think of how much water we have on the earth, in the oceans. And just one of the several oceans, it's an enormous amount of water. Well, we have several oceans and a large percentage of the earth's surface is water. And, and, and so it's, it's an enormous amount of water. The language here shows that God divided the waters. Look at verse 6 again. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Now, the, the word midst indicates in between. The Hebrew word translated midst is translated as half in at least one place. Uh, it's a word that's used um, in association with time with midnight. 
as midnight divides the day. And it, it indicates an equal separation, an equal division of waters. And, and so that would imply that there was an enormous amount of water placed above the heavens as there remained an enormous amount of water below the heavens upon the earth. And we know that there was a a great amount of water, a tremendous amount of water that God used to later flood the earth. And it, it had to be due to the water rising 15 cubits above the highest mountains. It had to be that water came from the heavens that were were stored there by God until the proper time. And then at the time of the flood, he opened the windows of heaven. Remember, that's the language of Genesis. In Genesis 7, it says, in uh, beginning in verse 10, And it came to pass... After seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were open, and the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. The windows of heavens were open, and the deluge took place. Just uh, water unimaginable. We, of course, have never seen the amounts of water that came upon the earth in the day of God's wrath, uh, in the time of Noah, because that water, prior to that point, was kept above the heavens, and... Ever since day two of creation, it was not something that the earth was involved with. Those waters did not touch the earth so much. And until the proper point in time, and God, at the time of the flood, must have brought the water. Perhaps it was it was out there in deep space, rain clouds. We're not sure. The Bible doesn't tell us too much about how... Uh, God kept it above the heavens, although it does say in Psalm 148, beginning in verse 1, I'm going to read a few verses here. Praise ye Jehovah, praise ye Jehovah from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his host. Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise him. All ye stars of light, praise him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of Jehovah, for he commanded and they were created. He hath also established them for ever and ever. He has made a decree which shall not pass. Now, since God says he established them for ever and ever, we would recognize that there is a spiritual meaning involved concerning the sun, moon, and stars, all the things that were mentioned in Psalm 148, as well as the waters above the heavens. 
and, and those waters do relate to the word of God that endureth forever and ever. So, yes, that, that's not uh, a problem for the child of God. We recognize the deeper spiritual meaning. But yet, still, historically, God created, at first, uh, a creation that had incredible amounts of water, and then he created a firmament to divide waters above from waters below, and the earth operated that way for thousands of years. The flood didn't occur until 6,023 years after creation. In the year 4990 B.C., the events we're reading about in Genesis 1 are taking place in 11,013 B.C., and that's when God made this separation of the waters, this division. So, for over 6,000 years, the water existed above the heavens as well as below on the earth and, and under the earth. And certainly there were many benefits and blessings as a result of having that water canopy above the heavens. And it's a very good possibility that it's one of the reasons why men of old, men before the flood, live longer because it served as a form of protection from um, hurtful rays from the sun or uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm no scientist. I don't understand all these things. But I do know when we read the uh, biblical account, the first few chapters, uh, when God is giving us the genealogies of the men that live before Noah, they lived hundreds and hundreds of years, and Noah himself was 600 years old at the time the flood came, and then he lived for 350 years afterwards, and he died at 950. But not long after the flood, the descendants of Noah and his his sons began to live shorter periods of time. And, and by hundreds of years, they, the lifespan of individuals that, that lived on the earth after the flood decreased dramatically uh, from the lifespan of individuals that lived on the earth prior to the flood. And there could be other, um, things involved with that, but, but certainly one major reason for this had to be that water canopy that was out there, placed there in the wisdom of God and above the firmaments. It, it certainly um, had to have had some beneficial effect upon the people of the earth and upon the earth itself. But then when God brought these gigantic, enormous rain clouds out there in deep space, into the path of the earth at the time of Noah's flood. And that was all by design, since he had warned 120 years earlier and told Noah to build the ark. And Noah worked on the ark for 120 years. And then God said, yet seven days, knowing 
that all along uh, this collision would take place with that rain from heaven and and it would result in the uh, flooding of the earth and and God also opened up the waters of the deep to bring all this enormous amount of water on the earth to destroy everything with the breath of life yet God did it in a timetable according to his plan for times and seasons and and so we read of the flood that the Lord describes in in the later chapters of Genesis and we also interestingly enough find today that scientists are discovering evidence of water in other parts of the universe or other parts of our solar system they they've discovered evidence of water on Mars and other planets and what's the explanation well of course they theorize there must have been life there long ago and and then some something happened and and there's no more life but there there was water and you need water to have life and yet the answer is found uh right on the pages of the bible with the flood when god brought that enormous amount of water uh, perhaps as many as uh, several oceans uh, into the pathway of the earth and and also it, it would have had impact upon mars and and other planets that were brought in the neighborhood of this water and there would be evidence of it there as well as on the earth with the grand canyon and and all the other evidence that we see upon the earth Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.